Hi guys, Salam Nerds here, and we want to talk to you guys about the floods in Pakistan that have damaged almost a million homes and wiped out entire villages. The flooding in Pakistan is due to climate change. The melting glaciers and torrential rain have caused the death tolls to be in the thousands with more than 33 million people displaced. One third of Pakistan is underwater. This is more than a national emergency, this is a humanitarian catastrophe. This is because the CO2 emissions produced by countries like the UK, the US, Russia, and France. Pakistan does not have the infrastructure to withstand this devastation. Even though Pakistan is one of the lowest producers of GHG at 1%, it is one of the top five worst affected by climate change. We here at Salam Nurse are sending direct links to you guys to Islamic Relief so you can donate. Please donate generously. Welcome. To Salam Nerds Podcast. Salam, nerds! It's your boy Neve, aka Watchman Neve, and I'm here with my co-host Jazz, aka Clem. Clem. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time you've given me a nickname without a play on Jazz in some way, and you just said Clem, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> Tell me that's not the worst alias to ever happen in Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's it's that. it's it's both unfortunate but okay so so th- i mean that's his adoptive father's name is because clem right but like uh, oh. clem sucks <laughs> well listen speaking of names that don't suck let's talk about darth chaco what's going on how did you come up with that name because that's a dope name Darth Chocolate is something I've I've had for a very very long time. It was Darth Chocolate, um, and, <laughs> and I was like one of the edgy teenagers or or whatever, uh, who's in who's in the Star Wars. But I like I only care about the Sith and violence and like great Jedi mm. and stuff like that. You're like the My then, Chemical like, Romance of like <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Real talk. I was emo. Before, before my chemical romance okay i'm mid- midwestern emo i'm just to brazil i'm sunny day real estate i'm wow. early jimmy eats world uh yeah yeah no we can we, that's a whole wow. different topic oh yeah um but love but it. Uh, love it. <laughs> yeah no uh so so yeah uh uh darth chocolate seven became my username everywhere all the time and I knew I wanted to make Star Wars content at some point in time. And I had already had Darth Chocolate on a number of things. And I saw like, oh, what, what's this TikTok thing? That's that's up and coming. Uh, Darth Chocolate. Taken. Oh, no. Damn. Darth Choco. And then that's the one that takes off. So like, wh- whatever. You know, I, right. I, I am Darth Choco. <laughs> oh, no. It's less characters and it's, it's, it rolls off the tongue. Darth Choco. Love it. Yeah, I feel... Uh, 
I felt a kinship with uh with, with She Hulk when she's like, I didn't really choose this name, but like yeah, it is my name now. So <laughs> you know. No, what? it's good because uh it sounds like a Star Wars name, right? It's not like a, a standard name like Choco. Like I could see yeah. that being a Star Wars name. Like I, I could definitely see it being a real Star Wars name. Like chocolate, I can't. That would just take me out. But Choco, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I could see that. I could exactly. see that. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I was going to say tell us a little bit about yourself, but I feel like we we just learned way too much about you with the email face. <laughs> I, I have, yeah, no, I'm I'm I'm, I'm a chronic oversharer. Uh, okay, so I, I have to ask. Um, intro to this, the countdown sound was from 24, which is a show I loved. Yes. Um, what what was what was the choice behind? I hope I'm not taking over. I'm just curious what was the no, choice behind no, no, no. that in. Oh, well, we just needed a countdown, and I've been obsessed with 24 since I was, like, like in college. So I watched that show religiously. I watched it with my parents. So if, I, like, if I'm going to do any kind of countdown, I definitely got to do a 24 countdown. There's there's nothing else that's going to fit because I, I, I love that show. Jack Bauer is like, woof, man. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, given they were killing Muslims the whole time, but still, <laughs> it was a different time back then, all right? It was a different time. <laughs> okay, okay. So, we're taking the sound back. My mind went straight to like, I guess it's season four, but but um the the mother on that has been in everything. And yes. she's Middle Eastern. She has the richest and most beautiful voice ever. And she's like, you know when it's her speaking. And yeah. I can't remember the actor's name. She oh, it's was a the, hard the... name to pronounce. Uh, Shagoof, something like that. It, uh, she has this like raspy voice. She's, yes. I mean, she's, she's Iranian, actually. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I know exactly. She was the mother about. on the on of of the cop on the Punisher season two. Uh, yeah. She's 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 in Mass Effect um, too. She's yep. in she's in so many things, but her voice is unmistakable and it's so beautiful and I love it so much. And that's all I could think about when I heard the countdown and it made me really happy. So oh that's so funny. Yeah, yeah she was her son was Beirut. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh Jazz is probably looking it up right now. Uh, yeah, I am. <laughs> when Jazz has this face, he's like always looking up stuff while we're talking. I know. Oh, I've been trying to look it up since the, the intro started but it, and, and i couldn't i couldn't find it but yeah no her, it's Ooh, unmistakable but beautiful 70? and rich and raspy and like i don't know I just, all right, just all right. Now, we, now, now we gotta find this bro right, hang on this woman what? is 70 shut up no way <laughs> oh, you're telling me this woman is 70 Listen, listen, listen. Whoa, yeah, I guess. Black don't crack, so brown won't let you down. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> We're rolling with well, that one. Because... <laughs> well, te- well, te- well, technically, brown people are Asian, so Asians don't raisin. That's the that's the saying. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's right. I, I've I've understood as Asians don't raisin until they yeah. do, and then it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah. you hit that point. <laughs> And it's straight down. <laughs> it's like menopause, and then you're just like. <laughs> oh, I've man. seen that comic. <laughs> I, I, it's like a meme, right? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. All right, all right. Let's 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 talk about our buddy Clem. Let's get into the episode, man. Let's start to recap because this is going to be a fun one, and I can't wait to get into it with you. Um, so it starts off with uh, Clem being convinced to go fight against the Empire. Uh, 
doesn't take too much to convince him. A little bit, a little arm twisting here and there. I thought it would be a little bit more, but he he was pretty ready to go. Uh, got clean shaven, looking good, looking nice, looking presentable. Um, and then uh, Luther introduces Clem to Val, and they have this exchange. So let's get into that. What are your thoughts about that whole exchange? How it's coming about, Darth? Uh there's, 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 even in that short period, like you saying it like that, just reminds me of how much actually happened in this episode, despite right? it being a relatively slow episode, slowish episode. Oh, getting, but yeah. when he's like, you know, like who, who are you working for? Is it, is it Alliance? Is it SEP? Is it Gorillas? Is it Partisan? You know, and he's like, aren't they all the same thing? He's like, they yep. are me. Yeah, it's like, damn. This, this is good writing already. Yeah. Because this, it, like that says, like all these these different you know groups have beef with the empire. They're not the same group, and they don't mm -hmm. want the same things, but they do want the fall of the <laughs> empire. And if you view them all as the same thing, it's it it re reminds me of like uh, there's a canon stories book. It's it's um the based off of the first canon battlefront it was called twilight company and the main character is someone who has been a child soldier and so mm. all of life is war to the point where <laughs> he doesn't really even care who he's fighting he just mm. fighting is all he knows and that's that's sad but that's what was portrayed with both of these characters that's something of, that they share yeah you can tell the trauma that that he's been through and that he's had just in the way he talks uh and then he gets to meet these soldiers who all have their own little backstory so here are the people who uh val introduces into one was skeen tamarin nimic Sinta, who is indian by the way uh shout out to her of course she's the doctor i mean like of course that would happen <laughs> indian has to be the doctor I mean, of course of course you, you can't ha you can't have a a ragtag team without an indian doctor or an indian it person <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen 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 doctor is body it so that is true that is true amakas <laughs> dylan Line the episode right there. Amakta Silen is just control all delete for the mind, body, and soul. <laughs> <laughs> plug it in, plug it in. <laughs> uh, yeah, we should uh, do a system reboot. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, I, I also I also have um like 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 a problem with like what. Why are all of these women gorgeous? Like, like, yeah. to, <laughs> listen, to I'm a, not gonna complain. To a near <laughs> distracting point, you know, yes. like, like she was like, like, oh, she better not die, and and, and uh, Vix better not die, and my mom Vic's is like, better not die. Yo, what, what's what's happening here? Is, this, I is it me or is it? I could not uh, concentrate in the episode with Dix where like she's with fucking Tim, who I hate to death. Fuck you, Tim. <laughs> Listen, I have to actively try to not talk about Bix because it, it would just take over. Um, but uh, <laughs> I think I think that's the most hard to believe part of the entire Star Wars saga from beginning to end is that someone like Tim got with Bix. That's it. That's the part. That's where I draw the line. <laughs> okay, you know what though? You know what? I don't know. Makes sense. I have to say that's the one thing that makes Tim's betrayal believable. Of he's like, listen. I caught a unicorn. 
I don't know how to keep it. Um, anything I see is a threat to like to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, that's the only thing that makes his his like. They're like, yeah, but like the police came in and shot a bunch of civilians and and all and all this crazy stuff. And you're like, but but did you see her? <laughs> yep. Facts. Yeah. So I was gonna say right, that because out. he's a white guy <laughs> and she's Hispanic. This was a way to get some privilege. Mm, I don't know, man. It's it's um hey, look at the empire. It's nothing but white people at the top. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. And uh well we'll get we'll get to that. Uh, let's get to that now let's get to that now because you know what that's the other part that's hard to believe from the real world because cops were actually held accountable so what's up with that (laughs) 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 listen like you're talking to someone who has been held at gunpoint by police Mm -hmm. for no reason uh, and all that happened is they made me really late for stuff. Um, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah, it's that's that's a real it's a real thing. <laughs> oh no, no, we, we, my God! Obviously, we will never go toward like you know what you've been through. Like, there's just no, no way, right? No but way. I promise you, there have been some similar and less intense situations. With us Let's just say I've been pulled over more than once. Yeah. Without being in a car. <laughs> think about that think about what on more than one occasion i've been walking on the street towards my car and had police slam on their brakes to the point where they slide to a stop wow. reverse and then come to talk to me i've had that happen multiple times in my life and i was that... like i didn't shoot i didn't know i was that dark <laughs> oh my god that is fucked up honestly though to, to be to be fair I have also been pulled over, not in a car, but like on a plane because I'm brown. <laughs> I've never had trouble on a plane. That. So I, I, you know, we, we look, I we got the airport. That's the only place that we got <laughs> everywhere else. <laughs> For me, it was because I was a protest. And uh, quite frankly, you know. I, well, I, I kind of see why they did it. That, I mean, that's that's the best reason for it, really. Yeah, Jazz I mean, is super super yeah. political, so he is always up in their faces, challenging the man, the fascist oh, yeah. regime. Oh yeah, <laughs> ACAB. Well, well, speaking of ACAB, uh, yeah, let's talk about it, man. Let's talk about the cops getting held accountable. They actually got suspended, stripped. I don't know, fired. What happened? Uh, not only did the two cops, but the bumbling cop who did not like, uh, t- but like find out what his subordinates were doing even he got reprimanded which i thought was like yes that's what you should be doing you you know what though okay it's 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 a it's a weird weird take i feel like he was the most competent cop yeah he was was like let's let's face the the whole thing started because there's two cops who are Mm -hmm. on duty who are getting drunk at a brothel Yes. That, like they they were not supposed to be there. They were Correct. not there was not supposed to exist. They weren't supposed to be there. Even inside of the brothel, the people working there didn't want to serve them because of their abuse of power. And then they chose to take that power and try to shake down the first brown person they saw and, mm. and rob them. And it went bad. Like, and and so that guy was able to suss out that that stuff happened yeah, and wanted them to not turn in a report about it. Yes, he was crooked, but he was crooked 
in their in a space. smart way, in the uh, smartest mm. way. Even, even he, broke broken clock is right twice a day, right? <laughs> he, he was, no, no, it wasn't a broken clock. He knew what he was doing. He knew exactly it, what he was doing. It's like when you so, use so, the wrong equation but get the right answer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. He, he he was like, yes. He's like, our guys were absolutely in the wrong on this occasion to the point where I don't even want to make a report of it. And so the wrongness is not admitting how stupid they were. But by him doing that, we had, you know, Karn yeah. mm-hmm. start feeling all damn damn super cop and like go all nuts. <laughs> yeah, he it, it basically like for him, it was like the title was challenged. Like why they did not give the proper respect to an officer, regardless of who that officer was and that he felt challenged by that. And then he fucking had his assault. I don't even know if they were working that day. It might have been their day off. How do you get fired on your day off? Like, like... <laughs> yeah. You, you got to talk to a car dude about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. And then we see uh, Karn go to his uh, mama house <laughs> after getting fired. And uh, she slaps him and then brings him in. Uh, I don't know what's up with that. Like, what do you? What were your thoughts about that? Oh, she knows him. She, knows <laughs> she, him. she raised him. She, she's probably a regular person raising this crazy type A personality. Not that type A people are, you know, awful to deal with, but like, I mean, she was. Right. Uh, <laughs> he was type A plus or, or whatever, <laughs> and so so the, she 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 slaps him, but she still loves him. So you know, yeah. I, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with Karin though, because um, because because now we have a new um officer, the ISB officer in play yes. in the story, and she is not being allowed to access the files. For what happened on this planet. So the only thing she can do is reach out to someone who is directly involved, but she would have to do it without the Empire's knowledge. Well, she'd have to reach out to the one guy who is no longer connected with them, which is going to be Karn. Uh, at least that's my active theory. I could very well be wrong, uh, but I, I think that what happened to him is the specific thing that will allow him to become a piece of this greater puzzle in in the future of the show mm-hmm. i i agree i feel um officer grandy i believe her name was i feel like she is going to open up a can of worms and karn is going to be uh, somewhat involved and i don't know i don't know what's going to happen but she gets shot down uh to make us believe that okay nothing's going forward but that's not going to last i feel like something's going to happen and it's going to switch it on us and we're going to see the return of Karn team up with Grandy and they're probably going to be a problem, a thorn in somebody's side in the future. Uh, but, you know, speaking of being a thorn in their side, let's, let's talk about their plan. So they have this elaborate plan on how <laughs> they're going to use this basically eruption that's going to happen as their cover and go into this. Um, it kind of gives me Rogue One vibes again. They're kind of just like they're on this little mission and they kind of have to do it. And it's kind of like um, Rogue One slash Star Wars uh, A New Hope slash Top Gun Maverick. They got this little thing that they're going to do. Um, 
do you think that's going to be a central part of the story or that's going to be like a small side part and then there's going to be a new plot line after that or do you think the entire uh you know series is going to be leading up to this plan uh you know what i the the way i look at it is so 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 they basically said um they've told us what season two is going to be and season two Mm -hmm. is going to be three episode arcs that are one year apart Mm -hmm. um and that's going to end at where row one starts i am taking that and reverse engineering it and saying that season one is also all going to be comprised of three episode arcs that all take place in the same year so yeah i think um i think you know casting's gonna join them uh but but by the way i enjoy space scotland um mm. with its spaceship uh, i thought that was good that was cool um, <laughs> Very cute. Yeah. i was expecting her at some point in time to be like you know nothing john snow um, <laughs> <laughs> like that had the exact same vibes um but yeah no i'm expecting that the only only I, I, episode two is going to be the first half of the mission where something's going to go wrong and the second half is going to be them rectifying that and, and escaping and oh, i think we're going to get three episode arcs throughout this entire season one mm, how many episodes are in season one uh 12 okay okay i feel like they could do a lot of damage with 12 i feel like 12 is a good number unlike those disney shows that are like six episodes i feel like those are definitely not enough 12 i think you can do you can do a lot with 12. i i I just i fully think that like i don't think everyone is fully embracing this the streaming model of listen you don't have a time limit Mm -hmm. however long you need to tell your story tell it Right. Don't take any extra time. <laughs> just just yeah. what's needed. And I feel like everyone is, is supposed to like bid ahead of time. It's just it's a it's weird. I think people we're, we're still settling into it, but I think this is the best example we have of it to date. I agree. Mm. Uh they're told what 12, 24 episodes between the two seasons, or is it 24 episodes per season? I can't remember. Uh tw- twenty-four for for the two seasons. Um, okay, so twelve is, each is season, what though. I believe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's beautiful. I think it's gonna be well done. So far I'm loving it. Um <laughs> what was the scene we were at right now? This was the one in the camp, right? Yes, we're at the camp when they're discussing the plans, right? Yeah. So that's what we're talking about at the moment. What do you think of the plan, Jazz? Oh, the plan is obviously reckless and suicidal, and I'm glad he said it. But then they're like, Oh, we have meteors, problem solved. <laughs> God damn it, y'all. Like, are you kidding me? That's your out? Listen, listen. Giant distraction in the sky. I like to think about things in, in the form of The Flash. I know The Flash isn't a great show, but there's this amazing line in The Flash. It's like, make the plan, execute the plan, expect the plan to go off the rails, throw away the plan. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you do. That's how you do one of these shows. <laughs> I, I guess. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I have a question. Um, so, the science guy that was explaining the plan. Um, did anyone else him uh, pick up him Thurston after after Cassian? I mean, oh, I, I don't. I don't. Sure. I don't blame him, but... For sure, they were. He was totally gay coded there. L- listen, I, I've I've had people like fight me on that, and I'm like, no, man, he's. This, this this boy's thirsty, you know. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. I I thought he was just a suck up, but now that you mention it, mm, he could be a suck up and thirsty. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, one might lead to the other. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, you said it. I was going to say the exact same thing. <laughs> oh, hi-oh. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Um, nope. But, but I do, I do want to take something to the beginning of this, though, because um, Luthen, when he was talking with her, took a tone I did not expect. Mm. And he was like, listen to me. And I was like, holy crap. Like, this guy is intense. Like, mm-hmm. his his behavior in talking to, uh, now I can't think of her, her uh, Jana, was it Jana? Um, something like that. Uh, to get her to take Cassian with her in the, to, to begin with was, like, shocking and it was it it just deepened him as a character and he's by far my favorite person on the show so far Mm, true true i love that um all right so that's about the plan there's one thing that we have not talked about yet and that is um luther and luther he's this crazy spy putting everything together and then he is like this little collector and he's got like this robot he's got a little show and he's like a spy and he has this whole little operation where he has the senator come in uh what was the senator's name mon mothers right so she comes in and i'm like okay what's happening here turns out she's a spy too so i love this little espionage thing that's like happening do you not remember rogue one do you not remember like the, the the sequel trilogy where she I, was with, I mean, or, or or the original trilogy, because that's true. Right. Yeah. He was, yeah. Oh, you're right. Oh, many boffins died to give us this information. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're right. Oh my god, that that just clicked for me. Wow. Senator Mon Mothma has been there since the start, my guy, and she's been in like what? She's been in all the prequels. She was in two of the original, and I believe she was in. Two of the sequels. Um, she wasn't in, in the Anyways, sequels. Point she, no, she was in most of the movies. Is what I'm getting at. Like, wait, but were they yeah. using the same actress? No, no. So, so they recast her. And, okay. Um, so, D- Dave Dave Filoni is is a goddamn mastermind, right? He mm-hmm. picks these vo- uh, vocal actors that could play the part physically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she was the voice actor for Mon Mothma in Rebels, right? The animation yes. Rebels. And then, like, it just so happens she looks just like the character. I like, you know, like, D- Dave, I, I see what you're doing, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I appreciate it. Thank you uh, for, for that. Uh, I, think she, I think she killed Brilliant. it. Mm-hmm. And then okay. um, also, so I've, I, I don't want to take over anything, but I will no, say, by all means, yes, this is great. I will say, I've done breakdowns of what was in Luthen's shop. Whoa! Um, oh, you actually look at all the items and the history behind them. Interesting. Give so I'm someone highlights. that has read most of Legends. I read all of canon, and, and oh, watched all the shows. So you, you know about so, the war crimes there. <laughs> Yeah, watching it was was crazy, but like, but I think everything inside of there tells an amazing picture. So like, like what what you had is there was a, a Wookiee chieftain helmet as well as uh, one of the horns that they used to signal people. Uh, but of course, what happened to the Wookies? Enslaved by yep. the Empire. 
Mm-hmm. All right. We, we there was uh we saw um there was a Gungan shield in there that was didn't have the energy active. Right, that was the first battle from the Clone Wars. We we had um the like stone tablets that had the hands that represented the ones from Clone Wars, uh, but we see that in Rebels, and that's the Empire unearthing or destroying Jedi relics um for their own for their own gain, right? Mm-hmm. We also had a plate of uh, Mandalorian armor, like the chest plate. Mm. Who destroyed the Mandalorians? The Empire, (laughs) right? (laughs) And and there's like there's like a very very clear of all all of these these relics and things that are in here are things that the the Empire has pillaged from from these these cultures but the most important one is in the corner there's this thing that's a, a two-headed snake um and i was like i've seen this before and i tried to search every star wars things i could find and i couldn't find it until i figured out what it actually was oh what was it it's a it's a mexican aztec statue that um is is made out of um uh it's made out of jade i, I want to say um that's currently being held in the british museum mm. wow that's crazy wow. so 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 you know cassian's actor being mexican having this thing that has taken and is currently held by an empire you're like oh man all, all <laughs> of this stuff is just like Excellent. It's so, it's so connected. That's so crazy to me. I, I, I just, I this, this is Easter eggs done right. And right, my my worry was like, I, I don't want to see Easter eggs for the sake of Easter eggs. I don't right, like fan service Easter eggs. Yeah. Right. Uh, I feel like season two of the Mandalorian suffered from this. Like, oh, I yeah. wanted to see Mando's progress, and I didn't see it. I saw backdoor pilots for, <laughs> for, yeah. for Boba Fett. <laughs> For Ahsoka and for what was going to be Rangers of the New Republic, but it got canceled. But like I just saw a bunch of backdoor pilots for other stuff. That's that's not that's not an, an Easter egg. I think that's why Age of Ultron gets so much crap because it was a bunch of commercials for future projects. Uh, this, all of the stuff you see in the background, has a meaning, has a purpose. Um, also in the back, you see what might be in the Anna Jones whip, encased in carbonite. That's just an Easter egg. And I'm oh, like, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Have you... those uh, totems from the Twi'leks? Yes, yes. So that, that was one of the other things, is, is we had uh, a, a, a Twi'lek um, um, Kalakori, you know, which is what, what, they, called, yeah. that, what they create for, and it represents your family and your subsequent members of your family add pieces to it. That was in the background. Who Twi'leks? Twilight's got the worst of it, man. I feel really bad. Exactly. I, was like, I saw that. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> the, the, the Clone Wars started with them fighting for their independence. Mm-hmm. And then they finally fought. And, and they won their independence. And the Republic was like, yeah, we're helping you be independent. And then they turned into the Empire. And they're like, so you belong to us now. And then they're like, oh, frick. Uh, <laughs> Oh, I guess they lost a lot again. of people in that war. Like they sacrificed 
what like majority of their species for that war uh, oh wow. a- absolutely and so so cham sandula which is hera's um, yeah. father was the leader of the the Rala front and like you, you you see a lot of that in in bad batch you you see him show show up in rebels um and also books like uh warriors of the sith um but yeah their struggle is, is epic but yeah look but that falls falls in suit with what i was saying all these relics are things that were pillaged from people who yeah. were taken over by the empire and everything he has in there is a reason to fight that's what's crazy everything yeah. is, is a reason to fight mm. And he's all cheery, like, oh, hey, hey, here's some, you know, stuff we stole. Buy it for your he... husband, day of days. And it's like... <laughs> so I might but... be telling on myself a little bit here, but I am I am actually massively introverted as a person. So uh, him, like, putting on the rings and stuff, was like, oh, that's me getting ready for a podcast. Like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and scene. <laughs> <laughs> That's Granted, funny. I'm the same person. I'm just quieter. So yeah. right, you're dialed up and dialed down. That's all we are. Just versions of ourselves. Exactly. I feel the same way. Um, but I did want to talk about how you know we were talking about the relics and all the stuff in there. We did not talk about the Kyber crystal that uh, he has, which is really really cool. And I always love the fact that you know they're called Kyber crystals because Kyber is actually a city in Pakistan. I don't know if a lot of people know oh, that. I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah. Afghanistan, Pakistan borders. Yes, Afghanistan, Pakistan borders. And a lot of people don't know that, but there's a lot of similarities between the Mandalorians and a certain tribe in uh, Afghanistan. Uh, I mean, like, obviously, you have the uh, main thing with, like, you can't take off the turban. Same thing with, like, the hijab. Someone can't, someone can't, outside your family cannot see you without your scarf on. Uh, but they also, like, literally in war zones fight just like the Mandalorians, like in these little packs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they have these clans. They're literally called clans. Uh, so it's really interesting. And also, they're, you know, they have bad reputations as, like, you know, terrorists and stuff like that. It's, it's like a lot of the story is very similar. So the fact that, like, kyber crystals, Jedi robes, a lot of this stuff is taken from, like, uh, a lot of Islamic cultures, which I think is really, really interesting. We're going to reclaim it. That's super cool. I like Yeah, that. it's actually really cool. Um, and... I like that we got to see a kyber crystal. What significance do you think is that going to have in the uh, in the show? Ooh, well, when it comes to significance, like uh, Jen Jen Urso is wearing a kyber crystal around her neck throughout the mm-hmm. in the course of well her entire life, but, but also Rogue One. Uh, but what's interesting is the sources of of the crystals. So, so like. Jin's um, is, is something that was found by her family. It's cracked, but it was her father's way of saying that's, that power and beauty can come from things that have broken or or, or difficult pasts. Mm-hmm. Um, this thing that Cassian is given is um, a trinket that is commemor- commemorating um, fighting off the Rakatan Empire? Like, wh- what? <laughs> okay, so... Uh, they, they, they. That's a Knights of the Old Republic thing, isn't it? Yes, y- yes, it is. Yeah. It, there was so much. Okay, so this is, this is the second um, reference to the Rakatan Empire, but the first one was so vague that I, I, I can hardly count it. So, largely, this is this is the first, and this is the only one that's in any type of um, 
live action or video or front facing medium, um, which has its own stuff, you know, all together. Mm-hmm. It's just awesome. It's it's uh, it's awesome because we're in this weird space where Star Wars is being created by Star Wars fans. Yeah, yes. it's made for the nerds. It's, it's which is. And the the fear is, and what I think um, a certain portion of the fan base wants is akin to like a Fast and Furious in Star Wars. It's just Star mm. Wars characters being badass and stuff. But like that's not that's not that's not what Star Wars has ever been. Yeah. They want to just sit there and go, let's go. <laughs> yeah, they want they want to make clip shows and stuff. But you're like, yeah, no, this, this is this is all struggle. Star Wars was meant to be a modern day mythology and mythologies mm-hmm. um, had like a passing an oral passing down of stories and and parables in order to inform younger people. Like what's right and wrong, or what mm. in certain situations, and that's what needs to continue to keep this franchise alive, in, in my opinion. I I couldn't agree more. And one of the things that you know I feel like is done really well here is the politics behind everything, right? And it's so interesting to me when people say things like they don't want politics in Star Wars. I'm like, what do you think is the second word in Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> Right, it makes no sense, but a lot of people do say that, and like we see them going into it with like how they're setting up this fascist regime, how the cops are heading, but also the political aspect with uh Grandy, where she is having this dinner party and her husband is inviting people who are literally like you know war criminals and doing sanctions on people. Um, I thought that was not, pretty interesting, not just any war criminals. It's <laughs> oh my god, these two people that he mentioned. Um, this was ours, Dangor, and Sly Moore, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. if you watched uh, the, the, the prequel trilogies, right? Sly was this like woman, it's like bald with like the white eyes that like just looks super scary, <laughs> and she was one of the few people who knew. Chief Palpatine as Darth Sidious. Like, she was one of the few people who knew his true identity the whole time. And she's a Force-sensitive user who can manipulate other people into giving out the info she needs. So, like, she is one of the baddest of bads coming into dinner here. It's not like she's just some, like, you know, (laughs) like, Ron DeSantis. No, she's, like, Donald Trump or Kim Jong-un level. Like, (laughs) yeah, like, she is the bad bad. Ooh. Uh, so, uh, uh, do do you know the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? <laughs> um, uh, so uh, right right before that scene, Palpatine says, "Leave us." Yeah, that was Sly Moore sitting next to him that leaves mm-hmm. that Anakin takes a seat of. That's how close she was in the inner circle. She, she, she's she, like she was. There, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Re- rewatch is, it, but... and you'll see when when Palpatine said announces that this is no longer Republic, but it's a Grand Empire. Um, she she's on the platform with them. So yeah, yeah and Masameda, uh... who was the vizier, and then they, yeah. I believe he was also invited to this dinner, which I'm just like, 
Holy shit. <laughs> Yo, you're that... your enemies that close to Mon Mothma, who knows all these secrets, and one of them can compel her to release all these secrets. Like, Yo, her husband being a real bitch, man. Like, oh, the bitch move? Uh, this, 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 this whole... All of Andor feels like boyfriends who dropped the bag. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like before it was Tim who's just like insecure and he's like I mean he's like listen she's way out of my league and I, I need to like squash anything that could possibly come up. Right. That was that was that was Tim. Uh I don't even know what this guy's problem is but like Perrin <laughs> yeah no yeah. parent is like this stereotypical thing i see in politics where like you have one super left-leaning person in politics and their spouse is like the exact opposite ideology really i feel like he's more of a centralist who's, pretend, no. who's really just an opportunist no like, for no, their no. own game this dude is evil <laughs> oh, no okay. oh well m- maybe I- i'm kind of on, on the side know. with this uh because he 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 to me feels like there's good points on both sides. Yeah, right. You know? And like, like, like it feels like Mon. So Mon Mothma specifically talks about um, the Goran people. Yeah, they um, had their and, and how, lanes cut off. Yes, but she talks a couple of years ago. She talked about the Goran people in Rebels, and she said, and she well, what she said was the Goran massacre. Mm-hmm. So whatever the situation is, it doesn't end up well, well for no. these people. Mm-mm. So, so it, like her husband feels like the guy who's like, "Oh, well, you're you're for the Goran people; they're against it, and it's the same. And we can meet in the middle, and we can have a nice dinner, and because they're fun people." And my mom is like, "Well, if we do this, they will die." And then on the other side, they're like, "Yeah, yeah, they're gonna die." Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, like it's 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 centrist but in the, the worst way, way. it's yeah. not like an uh, an ideology like let's get together and meet over this it's one side's like i don't care if these people live and they're just like i do and you're like that's that's like person some murder is okay yeah i don't think that's political in my opinion um, <laughs> that's yeah a issue. it's like when they say like oh we just gotta agree to disagree on politics but yes my right to live is not something you can agree to disagree <laughs> sir <laughs> i may or may not have a personal stake in this sort of matter but uh you know, <laughs> But don't consider that bias. I'm just, I'm just saying. You know? <laughs> right there with you, my guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, we we do have a few comments here. Our our homie Del Hewitt Jr. has been here, and he says, "Oh, he passed our YouTube to all his friends and brags about our channel." Thank you so much, Del. We appreciate you, man. Love that stuff. Um, I know you were looking for the She-Hulk episode. The She-Hulk episode airs at 10:30 to 11:30 p.m. on Thursdays, and then. Andor is from eleven thirty to twelve thirty. Oh, so, ah, okay. I mean, I could talk yeah. to you, She-Hulk, as well. But, but, but hey, we'll bring yeah. you back. No worries. No worries. We'll oh, we back. can bring you. Oh, yeah, we will bring you back. Uh, I, I'm usually like hesitant to ask people who have their own podcast because I feel like if I ask them to come on mine, I'm taken away from them. So, like, I, I try not to ask them too much. But listen, if you're down, we can. We'll have you here whenever you want, ever you want. Uh, so, so all right, so so Star Wars and Marvel are are my thing. I do get down with DC. Um, unfortunately, I feel like with the, the cancellation of Young Justice, I don't know if you guys were watching Young Justice. I got oh, yeah. season three. One of the uh, one one of the writers. Where, where from is season Young, three? 
the very end because I because I figured out that okay. the the first letter of each episode said prepare the anti life equation. I did not know that. Oh. oh. So season three, Young Justice. Every episode title. If you take the first initial of every episode, it spells out prepare the anti life equation. Oh. God damn, that's so Fun. cool. Fun fact though about Young Justice, one of the writers for Young Justice follows me, and like we've been DMing, and we could possibly have her on the show soon. So that's gonna Ooh. be really cool. I can't be on with. I want to meet. Oh hell yeah! Hell for yeah. sure. Because sure. my my content right now is is focused on Star Wars, uh, but I am a, a very much multifaceted nerd. I can't tell you how much I love Young Justice, it's and, and the way it it gives voice to so many communities. I mean. Even season three into season four, the character Halo yeah. does so much, and I don't want to spoil anything. But 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 they do more in season four. Yeah, I, I feel I, I like I feel like I don't love the way that they ended Halo's story because I feel like there was supposed to be more. I feel like there was something else that was going to happen. There was more that's going to happen. So you finished all of one. it? I finished all of it. Okay. Okay. Awesome. I finished all of it, but I feel like there was still something a little bit more. They they left a little bit untouched, uh, which I which I'm a little sad about. But who knows? It got canceled once before. Maybe it'll come back. Who knows? I, I was one of the people when it got canceled. I played Young Justice on every screen in my house that I could find simultaneously to in praying that it would come back. <laughs> so I, I was I was one of those people. Um Anyways, I feel like. I'm anyways, yeah, we we did go off track. Uh, anyways, guys, listen, our shows we cover everything. So our goal, so my goal, when I like came up with this idea, asked Jazz to be my co-host, put the name together, I had an idea, like you know Samuel Jackson. So it was to become like a channel. So basically, like we would cover everything. They'll have people recap stuff, even stuff that I don't watch. Like I don't watch anime. I want to have people on the Slam Nerd channel who do anime. I want to do Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, everything. I want to have everything on my channel one day. Uh, but until then, we, we're doing as much as we can. So right now, our biggest stuff is Star Wars and Marvel. That's our two biggest stuff. And The Bachelor. Bachelor is actually our number one most popular stuff. So it's The Bachelor. Yeah, Bachelor, Marvel, Star Wars are our top three in that uh, order. And, in that order. Uh, the, cover House of the Dragon. We do oh, yes, cover House of the Dragon. Mm-hmm. House of the Dragon is growing. We're growing. Sandman actually had a big uh, – I looked at the data, and Sandman actually had a good stuff. So we cover everything. If there's something that you guys want us to cover that we right now do not cover, let us know. Whether it's reality TV, whether it's fantasy, whether it's a sitcom, let us know. We'll, we'll cover it. Yeah. Whatever you guys want, we'll do it. Uh, but Wait, listen, Star Wars. <laughs> well, we are at 45 minutes. I, I think we're. I think we are at our limit. Uh, Dark Chaco, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, your insight is invaluable. You are probably the most knowledgeable person on this subject that I know. Um, and you're so awesome to be around, man. It's just so much fun just uh, joking around with you. Uh, please yeah. let people know where they can find you. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, well, 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 hey, thank you guys so much for having me on. Um, I. I, I love to come on. I love to talk about this stuff, and and I love to because because bouncing ideas off, we, we get to new places all the time. So, feel free to invite me back anytime um, for any of my fandoms, including anime. I'm a huge anime nerd. But um, I'm Darth Chaco on TikTok. I'm Darth Chaco on YouTube. Darth Chaco Seven 
on Twitter, uh, Darth Chaco on Instagram, but I don't <laughs> really post it very often and I need to get better at it. Um, I I love Star Wars, but like I, I feel like nerd culture is honestly the basis of society going forward. I, I think there's a mm-hmm. lot of people who learn their morality, uh, their, their moral clock yes. comes from their childhood love of yes of anime of of comic books of these heroes and because of that i think it's the most important genre there is yes yes you can get an oscar or whatever from portraying people who have experienced trauma but yeah i I honestly think this is the most important i will so i'm right there with you my guy because um uh one of the most important scenes in my life is from this anime called one piece and the main character punches essentially the gods of the world and that scene to this day is like what guides me because i'm just like what would this character do in that moment if he was here right now and i live by that so like it, it truly it has been a formative part of my life i completely agree that these this nerd culture everything about it whether it's anime, Star mm-hmm. Wars, Marvel, DC Comics, like everything, it is very formative and very important for us to talk about. I I couldn't agree more. I feel like uh, you know concepts like hope are so important to people mm-hmm. uh, right now. You know, there's people in Iran who need that hope. You know, they're trying to have a revolution. Uh, they're trying to have Caribbean. rights. At, yes, everywhere you go, there's people looking for hope, and uh, that's you know. One of the last things to leave us, our body, is hope. Uh, so, you know, you uh, that's why yeah, I love Star Wars. Star, Star Wars specifically, when George Lucas wrote Star Wars, it was a scathing indictment of the United States and mm-hmm. its imperialism. Uh, it, it is it is saying there is nothing wrong with looking at the culture that you currently live in, benefit on, uh, benefit off of, and and asking for something better, mm-hmm. and understanding that other people around the 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 heroes of the original trilogy were the Viet Cong. Mm-hmm. If you can wrap your brain around that, you can understand that no one is unassailable no one's beliefs are unapproachable or so wholly good that you you don't need to consider the ramifications of said actions what benefits the people and there's stuff like this happening everywhere all over the globe i am appalled uh neebs you you came on on episode of mine we were talking about about miss marvel Mm -hmm. and in that i i talked about how i had never heard of the partition in my yeah. life i'd never yeah. heard of it before miss marvel um i had never heard um anyone like there's there's just so much i've never heard in, in a positive light i've never seen and there's so much beauty to so many cultures and we can all coexist and benefit and love each other and and, and live and have these conversations yeah, learn from our past. Unfortunately, yeah. we refuse to because world history is really just European history, and we're not ready to acknowledge that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, which was straight up said in inside that show. 
<laughs> yeah. Yep. All right. Listen, I don't think there's any way we can top that. I don't think there's no way we can top that. We're, we're going to get off our soapbox a little bit and, you know, bid you guys good night. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Thank you, Dark Chaco. And until next time, guys, salam, nerds. Peace.